This B-Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome back to another edition of Big Ideas in Small Windows. I'm your host, Mike Gaskell. I'm really excited about this topic because it's the power of delivery. Unlocking the significance of delivery and feedback for educators. Boy, this is such an underlooked at important part of our work, not just as teachers. I'm going to talk a lot about the variances and who this applies to. So we often hear about feedback and, you know, the importance of feedback in education. And this often means feedback from teacher to student. Yet feedback can also mean so much more. Uh, Feedback can, of course, be applied to how administrators support their teaching staff and even how communication occurs across the school community, among families, uh, other others in the district, like paraprofessionals or the school, maintenance crew, security, and more. Now, what is often missed with the concept of feedback is the delivery of this feedback, the delivery, that's right. Think about the way in which certain leaders, teachers, and family members can, with one sentence, inspire, invigorate, and motivate individuals to persevere pushing them to their version of the next level of success. We see this happen in those magical moments, yet others in one brief phrase can take all the energy out of a room, spark lethargy and antagonism among the individuals facing this brand of stifling feedback. We see that way too often. Now, when you consider the reaction and long-term implications of how individuals respond, it just seems puzzling to comprehend that the delivery in which a message is conveyed is so often overlooked. It happens over and over again. Now there's abundant evidence that the delivery of communication matters, if not as much, perhaps even more than the content we deliver. Consider for instance, John Gottman's work. Now this was a really cool psychologist who a few decades ago did some really great research where he wanted to know why successful marriages were so so resilient among certain couples. And according to his research, successful couples had one really common theme across all of them, and that was that they have a ratio of five positive interactions to every one negative during conflict conversations to maintain a healthy balance or dose of this in the relationship. The positive interactions can include expressions of appreciation, validation, empathy, humor, and acts of kindness. Now, the ability to maintain a high ratio of positive to negative interactions is associated with greater relationship satisfaction and a lower likelihood of divorce among married couples or just plain old marital dissatisfaction. We all know the miserable older couple out there. And believe it or not, they just don't use this. And you hear this. You hear a much greater proportion of negative interactions between them 
than positive ones. Now, knowing the potential damage unsuccessful marriages create among families, Gottman's research has such a significant impact and implications on the healthy family structure that's needed probably more now than ever in our schools and our school cultures. Now, programs like Positive Behavior Support in Schools, which is a really neat sister to the PBIS national arm, they do work through Rutgers, and they've translated the work of Gottman to classroom context. Studies have examined the impact of maintaining a higher ratio of positive to negative interactions on student behavior, engagement, and academic performance. Now, here's a few of the findings just to point this out to you. We saw improved behavior when this was properly implemented. Students are more likely to engage in appropriate behavior and display fewer disruptions and the kinds of behaviors when there is greater emphasis on positive interactions. Increased engagement, praise and encouragement enhances a student's focus, engagement, and motivation. Students are more likely to participate actively in class show enthusiasm for learning, and persist. They do that resilient thing that we so often find missing in children these days in challenging tasks when positive interactions are frequent. There's enhanced academic performance, which really is the penultimate. Isn't this the most important thing that in, at least in terms of how we're perceived as successful school communities, when students receive frequent positive feedback and support, they tend to experience greater academic success and achievement. And of course, there's a positive classroom climate. Maintaining a higher positive to negative ratio contributes to a positive vibe. Students feel more connected to their peers and teachers experience higher levels of satisfaction and perceive the classroom as a safe and supportive learning environment. But don't take my word for it. I'm always gonna back this up with research links in the show notes. Well, Gottman's work has translated well to classrooms for students when properly implemented through programs like PBIS. Another lens to look through this feedback is from the delivery, the delivery of the feedback. I mentioned this early on in the podcast. One teacher sums this up so well. He says, being loud and forcing the students to defend themselves and their ego in the classroom actually worsens the situation. This seems kind of obvious. But it happens so frequently that it's hard to believe that it just occurs like with acceptance. And this ends up leading to a combative atmosphere. There's a link to the article where the they really delve into this at a great source called EdSource. Now, to underscore this point, a study was referenced by a Canadian company that helps athletes manage their mental endurance and trajectory towards success. Sounds pretty cool, right? This company's name is Ahead in the Game. And there was this article that they wrote a few years ago in which they referenced some really interesting research. It's invaluable information. If school leaders, teachers, and support staff and families applied it, we could optimize student and school success, as well as just good old fashioned well-being beyond current achievement. Now, since most of our communication is conveyed through nonverbal cues, like body language, tone of voice, and eye contact, recognizing this, impacts how the receiver responds immensely. This was evidenced in this study, referenced in the article from Ahead in the Game, where employees responded more positively to negative feedback 
when it was delivered with positive nonverbal cues than those who received positive feedback with neutral or negative cues. Isn't that amazing? Let me restate that because it's so worth mentioning. When those individuals were receiving constructive feedback, and I emphasize the word constructive here because that ties in, in a positive, supportive kind of a way, almost like a coach encouraging you, they responded far better than if someone was given some nonchalant kind of, hey, great job. You hear this all the time, right? That, hey, wonderful the way you did that. That way of just sort of blowing some steam towards a kid or, or another person. I, you know, I thought that was good the way you did that. That's such a vague statement. And another person that has a really good way of tying this in is someone called Bissell. Bissell talked about the five elements of praise. I'm going to focus on one of those elements. All of them are great. He did a wonderful job of summing this up, and I'll link his article in my show notes as well. But you should know that it's so important to understand one component as it ties into this podcast, and that's the authenticity of your praise. By that, what we mean is, I really like the way you came into the room today, sat down, and were quiet. Now, this matters even if it's for like 10 seconds and you're trying to get a kid to go from one second to 10 seconds. Or let's say you are dealing with a very confrontational and possibly understandably upset parent who is challenging you and you say to them, I think we have something really important in common and that's your child. And I really like the way you're sharing this information with me. I want to try to work from there to help your child be successful. This can often redirect a very hostile or emotionally charged individual who's ready to pick a fight. And we're not looking to pick a fight. One of the important things I heard someone say once was, don't ever get in an argument with a difficult person. And the reason is they have a lot more experience than you do. And that's why you should never do it. Instead, you take them out of their comfort zone. But in so doing, have a productive way of dialoguing with them where you're focusing on the positive. So all this ties into this whole concept of delivery of feedback. It's so important to emphasize this. And I want people to consciously be aware of this as you're going about both those hundreds of interactions that are on the fly, in the hallway, cafeteria, wherever you're at, and those more thorough seated meeting kind of conversations. All of this matters in every one of these contexts. When you start taking the time to think about your delivery and be more positive about it, more supportive, it doesn't mean you're taking away from the need to make a change. It simply means that you're focusing it on the half full rather than half empty way of looking at things. You're going to get a lot more work done and you're going to get to motivate and inspire and invigorate the person on the other side of this. And believe it or not, you're going to be able to influence them in ways that you actually wanted to achieve in the first place. We can't do this by just making people comply and demanding like that teacher said about putting a kid in a confrontational situation. It just doesn't work. We know this and yet we still see it happening. So it's so important to keep our emotions in check and to deliver our responses in a way that engages and gets the other party interested in working with you. That's all I have for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next one. 
Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet Tier 1 standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B-E.